0: his underlip and vigorously rubbing his hands together with a glint in his eye, Captain Curry slapped his open palms on the card table. I was just thinking Bucky, said Captain Curry, lifting his chin, looking at Bucky askance. I reckon you recall that royal frigate that nearly took us to meet Davy Jones. His eyes glazed and staring distantly, Captain Curry's lips became moist. For an instant, He sat still and tacit, the air from his flared nostrils filtering through his mustache. Arousing slowly like a reptile in the warmth of the sun, he peered pensively to Armand's eyes. Aye, lad, it was the day I thought I would meet the devil himself. The summer of the northerly gales. And who could forget that summer? I. Captain Abel Curry and Miku aboard the ship. The famous Skullduggery were being pursued by the Crown's Enforcers, the King's Navy. They was coming at us large, about ten knots. He saw his daughter lift her chin and scowl. Father! Okay, maybe about eight knots, give or take. But what I knew for sure was that we were outnumbered and outgunned. So I devised a cutting plan to outsmart the King's Royal dogs. I ordered the crew to disguise the ship to look like a harmless fishing vessel. Captain Curry smiled, sat back, and lit an ornate pipe. Blue smoke wafted around his head. Aye, me boy, oh. We threw overboard all the weapons and the dreaded Jolly Roger too. Be assured, lad. Each was attached by ropes, which looked like fishing net downhaul lines. As the Navy ship approached, they was fooled by our disguise and lowered their guard. I seized the opportunity and gave the order to attack. We uphauled our hidden weaponry, surprised the dogs, and quickly gained the upper hand. The battle raged on for hours, but in the end, Thanks to my using me melon, we emerged victorious. The Navy ship in flames sank to Neptune's briny realm. We cheered, we got drunk, and ran around. Sorry to report, lad, we all died. Father! shouted his daughter Abigail.
1: Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for pressing the play button. I'm your host, Daniel, uh, with my co-hosts, Daryl and Sandra. And what you just heard is an excerpt from the future, Daryl. This is an excerpt from your new book in the Nicholas series.
0: Yes, this is uh, Nicholas and the Darkly
1: Heart. That was It <laughs> I was inspired awesome. to. <laughs> I really like enjoyed, yes, I really enjoyed that, the, the, mm-hmm. the ending of the, you know, <laughs> where died too. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was good. I, I Thank really you. enjoyed Thank that. Thank you. I really that. Um, you like that. I, I that. Well, readers...
0: we've got a lot more to go. That's just an expert, uh, excerpt
1: well, so. I mean, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you were curious, you've been following along, and you wanted to know where Nicholas is going, where the story, where the series is going, what this world is evolving to, there's there's your taste of it. Just a taste. We uh, we I kind of took it out of the middle of the book somewhere, so just yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's usually where the flavor is, you know. <laughs> uh, so how and which leads you to my first question: How do you approach uh, world building in science in sci-fi? novels like this. oh and sci-fi novels like this, I tell you, um,
0: it's it's really a meticulous process. Uh Sandra and I start by trying to create a strong foundation for fictional worlds. You got you have to have that strong foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you uh, it includes um geography, um mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. and magical systems, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do all of that. We try to delve into the details. Okay. Yeah, and, and we want to consider mm, all kinds of social structures, politics, maybe, maybe even the impact of supernatural elements. Mm, this, this, you have to be comprehensive because the comprehensive, comprehensive approach uh-huh. helps us craft. You know these. It's got to be these immersed and believable worlds.
1: Right, right. And 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 you mentioned um magical systems. And Nicholas is full of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh before I get to your answer, I want to go with I want to see what Sandy says about with her answer. How did you approach uh magical systems? Like how did you just just just, you know, off the top of your head, how did you you know, you did, you came up with the story from the beginning. How did you start with magical systems?
2: Well, first I started out with a location. Okay. I had a location that had a particular appearance and uh-huh. in that appearance I had decided on which of those things do I want to have the magic. Okay. Um and in, in so that's
0: like establishing the rules, right? right that's right.
2: establishing the rules, and then I wrote an outline to that particular right mm-hmm. location. Right.
0: So the what and, is the, the outline kind of you know puts limitations,
2: right? And I you, think on
1: it. So that's how Sandy approaches magic, and uh, is do you approach it in a similar manner? Do you have? Uh, Thoughts on that, or well,
0: I, I do, I do, um, and I just want to you know, make sure that when I do that, that everything is consistent, and because we're working within a framework, right, you know, right. framework that we've uh, constructed, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, you know, we get a sense of balance, and we don't want any plot holes, right? No, <laughs> that would we don't want to fall into that. Plot holes are not good. So no. we have to have that logical framework it enhances the story drives the narrative
1: right mm-hmm. I mean, when you say, mm-hmm. which is your 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 sort of mantra when writing is right. it, has move it, has story, it has to the, drive story. the story it has right. to drive the story right so and
2: all of my all of my little sub outlines <laughs> have to fit the the outline of the story right so i have outlines for what the characters look like for what their powers are for what their consequences mm-hmm. are what the story consequences are
1: mm-hmm. right and 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 when you when you see these characters you know when you're crafting these magic systems and what works and what doesn't work um do you see the characters crafting these spells and such in your head or are you Crafting these spells, are you sort of in the skin of the characters for better term? Crafting the spells, like That's wow, how does that yes. work in your head? That's interesting, because if right? I, <laughs> when I craft characters, when I'm writing magic, I always imagine myself sort of doing the spells. I'm in a POV. I'm in a first person view, you know, perspective, uh, crafting this this wizardry. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas others like to see the action happen, as you say when you write, Daryl, you it's sort of like you're watching a movie, right? So I wonder when you're doing it, how are you?
0: You know, it, it's interesting because when I do it, I'm sitting in the theater in my mind, uh-huh. watching the character uh, on on screen, yeah, and and somehow I'm directing the character, but I'm right. also watching it too right. <laughs>
1: in my head, right? Mm-hmm. But as the sort of a god type character, being the author, you get to do that you know you get to Absolutely. be all perspectives so, yeah, we uh,
0: perspectives uh as we say in writing the through lines, you know, so we get to see the overall through line through line we're on that hill, as they say, looking down over the story and and seeing the various uh stories through those through lines. every character has a through line the the, the entire story has a through line. And we have to keep up with that.
1: I know it sounds sometimes as though we're asking some of the similar questions, but I think I think they're important, especially for the new viewers and listeners who are following us. And we talk about sitting in, you know, a movie and watching the screen as you're creating the story, and it's immersive. That's we are immersed in these big, you know, one hundred and twenty foot screens. So when you're creating the world like this how do you approach the task of engaging and and immersive descriptions in your writing so that when people are reading it it feels like they're watching a movie well I, i i think
0: and we just have to keep in mind uh that someone is going to be reading this and we don't we really want to appeal to their 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 senses their emotions And in our style of writing, through the vivid descriptions, right?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. And that's where, as a couple, the writing is 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 very cooperative because I'll write a character, and when I write a character, it's as though I'm I'm a projector, and I'm I'm projecting it onto a a claymation type. Of character, but Mm -hmm. my projection is activating that character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I get finished describing it, I hand it to your dad, and then he says, either it seems plausible, it's totally ridiculous, and won't work at all, or he'll tweak
0: it. Well, you know what, and and tweaking (coughs) for me is it can mean many things, but one of the things I love to do is to tweak the language. Yes. And I I like to use that evocative language, right. you know, and and my wife makes sure that I use right. the, the sensory details, right. too, as well. She's always, she's always asking me, what does it smell like? What is it, what is it, what does it feel like? So, oh yeah, yeah. You and, know, those and, are. And, you know,
1: you,
2: what, you, what does it taste like? What do the smells taste like? Oh yeah, like? yeah.
1: And if you listened you know, to I, the previous <laughs> podcast, uh, you were here, so you heard it. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, one of our superfans was saying that uh, she uh, liked the, the the sights and the smells and the, and the tastes of it too, and that's all part of telling the story. That's all about being immersive. I think.
2: It's like in the new book, I have a, a character that. You taste mm-hmm. a smoky storm coming mm-hmm. first, as if right. like there's a forest fire, and the, and the the the, you know, the we, fumes are preceding it.
0: You know, and and some of that is is really pulled from real life too, because we have conditions in humans that is that cause synesthesia, synesthesia, and oh. when people can can uh, uh, see sounds and they can. They can hear sights and hear and, flip, hear, yeah. hear
2: tastes, so yeah their, taste. their
0: their their senses are 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 mixed in a way uh and and most of us are like that a little bit, right. believe it or not, uh because if we see drawings, for instance, that very sharp and pointed drawings, you know we might say, well, that's the bad character or if right. we see rounded. Uh, drawings, just these amorphous drawings. We might say, "Well, that's the soft and friendly character." Right.
2: Uh, you know, that's kind also, of synesthetic,
0: right? And I right. think
1: so too. In the same sense, with music, we hear music like uh, our intro by Alexander Nakarada, which <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, it, it's provocative. It it makes well, that's you. What, that's why they have music in uh, in the movies, right? It's right. Excited, <clears throat> you know. Uh, it evokes emotion, and you know what else evokes emotion. Um, it's dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, and you know if you the <laughs> again the story you wrote at the beginning was very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I've got to ask you, uh, how do you approach crafting believable dialogue for your sci-fi fantasy characters? Because I imagine I was sitting in this sort of room of this boat, part listening. of that is
2: listening to all the conversations mm-hmm. around you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and incorporating them mixing them
0: well yeah you you listen to a lot of people right. and you hear a lot of people a lot of different types of people talk right. and uh they talk in different ways right. and when you want to make a, a a dialogue believable you have to in my mind at least right. i sit back and pretend in my mind that i'm talking to somebody right you know and and they and i note their particular way of of talking and emoting their, right. their emotions, it's it's like when it, that that in the intro, that reading that I did is is from the second book that I'm right. writing now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, just emphasize that was dialogue, okay. and
1: so you have to finish it because now, right. you know, I, I need to know what happened, right? So yeah.
0: and, and and in this uh, instance, I had a, a, I have two individuals who are trying to uh, get a uh, passage on a ship. Right. And the only ship they could get out of dodge on was uh was a pirate ship and uh earlier in the story the the the, the pirate told them he said we're going to play a game of cards if you win you get to stay. Right. So I had to come up with dialogue and this pirate broke into an interlude about what happened to him. 'cause he likes the small talk right. uh in in the past and right. they they so he had a captive audience.
1: So, so it's things like speech pattern and word choice. All right, exactly. Like exactly. Uh-huh. So and, and and as a writer uh it's uh, it's 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 okay to be sort of a uh, people watcher. Wall. You know? Uh when you're yeah, talking right? when you're talking with your friends or you're hearing your coworkers or you're out in the park, um sort of don't be a creeper because that's, don't do that. But just sort of uh, take note of how people interact, you know, Uh, body language, uh, you know, little words Mm -hmm. here and there, laughters, looks, all of those are important to making authentic, Mm -hmm. uh, realistic characters. Also, the
2: way conversations are mm -hmm. changed and distorted in areas... Like the subway, or an open field that echoes. Right. Or mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And as a writer, one of the things you certainly want to do <laughs> is you want to uh, get inside the head of your characters. You don't want everybody to sound like you. Right. Everybody's right. got to sound
1: different. Right. Because people are different, right? Right. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a matter of mm-hmm. going against the type, you know, playing mm-hmm. against your uh, typical responses, like you say, uh, playing the bad guy. It's sort of you know opening that can of worms a little bit, right. and you know uh, like, letting it sort of wreak havoc in a way. You know, you go mm-hmm. from being you know uh, <laughs> you know Santa Claus to mm. you know Dexter. You know, there's <laughs> uh, but oh, you know, it's 18- or or like
0: that character that I wrote, Captain Curry. Right? It's you know, a, who's really not. A completely nice guy,
1: and some right. Sometimes, if you've ever had a, a horrible boss, that, you know you just you wish you had a time machine. You know, right? You could just uh, take that experience. Those mm. I wish I could have done this mm. to him, mm-hmm. and write that into a character that is atypical. What you would have done because you're sane. Does anybody anybody
0: remember Austin Powers?
1: Yes. Remember yeah, that? Yeah.
0: So Doctor Evil was actually uh, supposedly Lauren Michaels. Yes. You yes. know, so that yeah. was uh that was uh that was the
1: boss of, of uh, that actor. Um So mm-hmm. uh, in that, um how themes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're an integral part of storytelling, right? So sure. how do you how do you approach themes and messages in uh, sci-fi and fantasy, like when you're trying to get these things across? How do you do that? What's the best way to approach that? And in your opinion.
0: Well, uh, in my opinion, really, you've, you've got to Start just, with your outline. Yeah, start with your mm-hmm. outline. Mm-hmm. So That's you know
2: a, where your story drives mm-hmm. going.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And the theme has to resonate mm-hmm. uh, with the personality, and then right. you get to explore things uh, through the experience of the characters.
1: Right. right, because none of this has to resonate with. So. Ha. We have a new puppy. Mm-hmm. If you hear that through the microphone, yeah. there's a new puppy. Mm-hmm. She was sleeping, but now she's awake. So, okay. Um, yes. uh, and she, in dialogue, would probably be telling you, maybe she's hungry or sleeping. Okay. And it has okay. to resonate with your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be able to connect with it. They, have. yeah.
0: With dialogue, you know, we really, really want to aim to provoke thought and spark right. discussion, right? kind of like what we're doing right now, but right. uh uh so you may even have a a, a club who read a book mm-hmm. yeah, they read a book right. and they 'll have a discussion
2: and uh, is, the interesting part of dialogue in a science fiction book is that your characters don't necessarily speak the language that you do in the way you right, do right. or even in. A format that could be recognized. Oh, as, you know, as worldly. you may, you, may,
0: you reminded me of the trolls in the story. You yeah. know that spoken rhyme. Uh-huh. Remember those? Uh, they were cute guys, but you know you had to listen closely to get their meaning because they taught these spoken rhyme.
2: What about the light sprites that speak okay. in in pulses and, and pulse, hums and yeah. clicks?
0: Okay. Well, you know, you'd, know have you'd have to. Be familiar with that uh to be and some of our characters were to be able to communicate with them right
1: and to provoke uh thought and dialogue and conversation yes and uh you know sort of uh connect with your audience mm-hmm. uh, and if you'd like to connect uh, with us uh, and our authors you can pick up the books at uh, truebooks.com You can visit our Instagram, our Facebook, and our TikTok at truebooks.com. If you go to truebooks.com, you'll land on the author page with Ewing's Publishing House, where you can pick up a hardcover or a softcover. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. There's so many more questions to go, uh, and I hope that I can talk with you all next time on Conversations with the Authors. (music)